Hello and welcome readers of Every Word. Every Word 365 is an online Bible study where we read every word of the Bible in a year. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen. These are my dogs, Dexter and Tigo. And I always like to start by sharing my story, my testimony of faith. Why? Several reasons, actually. As you will quickly find out if you don't know already, there are lots of topics in the Bible that could be debated for hours, years, decades, or even centuries. A few may be coming to mind right now, but what is not debatable is your own testimony. No one can say that it didn't happen. They can choose to not believe you and your story, but they can't take it away from you. I will also reference my testimony from time to time so you know where I'm coming from on certain discussions. We all come to books, movies, decisions, and life in general with our own life experiences. Those life experiences help shape what we think and why. So you, knowing my story, may help you understand why I believe what I do. So here goes. I was born and raised in Yankton, South Dakota, my dad's hometown. My mom is from La Serena, Chile. They met when my dad was in the Peace Corps. He is a professional violinist. My mom grew up Catholic, but joined my dad's church when they moved to South Dakota. Our church is called United Church of Christ Congregational. This is not similar to Church of Christ churches here in Arkansas, and is more like Methodist or Lutheran churches. We went to church every Sunday, but church for me was more about showing up, seeing your friends, and bringing a casserole to the potluck than a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I now realize that I was what I call a passive Christian, which is why it was easy for me to turn away from the church when I moved to Minneapolis and worked in the professional theater industry. For whatever reason, I was mostly surrounded by atheists and or people that were anti-Christian. I pretty much became a C and E Christian, meaning I only went to church on Christmas and Easter. When I moved to Arkansas as a TV news reporter in 2003, I was mostly annoyed at how often I was asked if we had found a church home. I wanted to say, none of your business and leave me alone, but I would just smile and say that we were still looking, even though we weren't. We had been invited to church by friends a few times, but I was not in a place where I felt comfortable going. Not to mention, I actually worked on Sundays. I had lived here about two years when my dad was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer called bile duct. He was only given weeks to live. My family was devastated and I was really struggling with living 800 miles away. When my dad got home from the hospital, he shared with my mom, my two sisters and me that he was at peace and not angry with God. This was strange because I don't remember ever talking about God outside the church's walls. But as a family, we decided to pray. I really didn't know how or what that meant, but I remember begging God to heal my dad. And it appeared to be working. Five months later, the tumor that had spread to 90% of his liver was down to 40% and small enough for radiation. Dad felt so much better that he and my mom came to Little Rock to visit us in June of 2005. It was a fantastic visit, but on the way home, his breathing became so labored that my mom took him straight to the hospital. The next three weeks were a blur. We drove 12 hours to be with him when things got really bad, but then he got better and we started the drive back home to Arkansas. But after about seven hours of driving, we were told to turn around and come back. I missed his last breath by just seconds, but they waited for his official time of death until after we arrived. 
To say I was completely devastated would be an understatement. I had always been a daddy's girl, and to be honest, nothing really bad had ever happened to me in my 24 years of life. So I was convinced that everything would be okay. And since it wasn't, I made a very clear and personal decision. I was never going to pray again. This was the first time in my life I had chosen to turn to prayer and I didn't get what I wanted. So what's the point, right? I lived that way for six months and it was a very dark time. I'm naturally a smiley and joyful person, yet I wasn't at all. I cried often and I felt very lost. As December got closer, I started to struggle with all the Christmas stuff. Christmas is my favorite holiday. But since I was anti-God and we were not on speaking terms, I was feeling weird about taking part in anything related to Christmas. That's when some friends of ours invited us to a one-man production at a local church. I certainly did not want to go, but they had put so much effort into these beautiful invitations. They were done in calligraphy and even had glitter on them. Then my husband suggested that we should go because he knew everyone else that they had invited had said no, and they said that we could go out to dessert afterward. So I reluctantly agreed. The production was called The Bema by Pastor Tim Lundy. You can actually find an online video of it if you search The Bema Tim Lundy. The word Bema is typically translated to mean the judgment seat, and the production was all about the day when Jesus returns. Well, I was overwhelmed with guilt and cried through the whole thing. At the end, there was an opportunity to give your life to Christ, and a very clear feeling came over me that I was supposed to do that. So I did. I didn't know what that meant or really what to do next, but I knew that I was changed forever in that moment. Shortly after that, my husband's boss's wife asked me to join her Bible study. And let me be honest, I didn't know that normal people did that kind of thing and thought only nuns got together to study the Bible. But because of what had just happened, I said yes. This was in 2005, and to this day, I am still connected to and loved on by these 11 ladies. Our first study was about learning to hear from God, which I didn't even know was a thing. I had only talked at God when I needed something, but I had no idea it was supposed to be a two-way communication. We did lots of great Bible studies after that, and I simply cannot imagine how I would have survived without these women and without a growing relationship with God and Jesus Christ. Around that time, my husband and I were told that we would not be able to have children and started a two-year experience of infertility treatments. Then, just two days after our first miracle baby was born, my friend and co-worker, Ann Presley, was raped and murdered in her home. As devastating as all of that was, it was my faith and hope in Jesus that got me through. My firstborn was about a year old when I convinced my Bible study group to read through the entire Bible in a year. After all, I am a journalist at heart and our Christian faith is based on one book and I was bothered that I had never read that book. So we did. To say it was a life-changing experience would be an understatement. 
I don't think I truly appreciated Jesus and what he did for us until I read through all the Old Testament and learned about all the things that we'd still have to do today if it weren't for Jesus. That is huge. I've shared this study several times since then, and I learn new lessons every single time. Every one of you has a different reason for wanting to read through the entire Bible. And while I don't know what those reasons are, I am proud of you for making this commitment. I will be praying that it has a huge impact on your spiritual journey like it did on mine. And you remember that prayer that I prayed when my dad was sick? I wanted him to be healed. Well, guess what? I now know that he is healed. It may not be in the way that I wanted, but we are not promised to get everything we want. What we are promised is what I hope you can share with others by the end of the year. John 16:33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. I share this verse a lot. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. We also have a Facebook group where we can discuss the daily reading, so be sure to join that. I've included a link in the notes. And if you want my daily emails, I've also, I've also linked uh, my email address in the notes. So with that, thank you for letting me share my story and thanks for listening to Every Word 365.